Cartwright Gardens, a meditation by Jacques Roubaud. Once or twice or three, four times a year, I put my suitcase down in this high, narrow room and look out on the crescent street where I am walking with the times, one or two or three floors down, in the small hours, when milk cartons are left at the doors of hotels, of this hotel, always the same. I look toward the trees of the park with its locked gates between the crescent street and the straight one. Look at the Lord John Russell a bit further down Marchmont Street, on the right, its wooden sidewalk tables with one, two or three not-quite-empty glasses of lukewarm beer, abandoned a few minutes before closing time, its low chairs and very low rotten benches where we sit among the locals, almost inaudible and quasi-inarticulate old gentlemen, and two or three girls dressed in unimaginable greens and pinks will chat with the waitress, dressed in the same style. Look at the grey and brown Guinness foam spilled over the low table, the colour of the wood the same as the best bitter, or perhaps so much spilled best bitter has given the wood the colour of beer, close to that of the two or three pennies left on the table, in the Crescent Street, where we walk at night, on wet brown leaves, dropped from the trees of the locked park that are bare now and brown like the spilt beer on the low table of the Lord John Russell. We walk to the hotel door under the leafy and dark trees some night or other at the end of summer, some mild night in May, some night. I pile the narrow bed in the high narrow room with plastic bags full of books from Dillon's or Waterston, from books etc, murder one or foils, I take the books out one by one, lying on the bed, my head on the single narrow pillow placed vertically against the papered wall, the books stacked on the floor at the foot of the low bed, right by the door. I close the door and put the newspaper down on the low bed. It is still night, or else the sun is crawling through the curtained window towards the bed, or else it is barely dawn, the wind rushing through trees, armed with their first green, or tearing off their end of August leaves, already less clinging, the rain beating the flagstones and the wind seeping into my room between the bottom of the barely sliding sash and the low sill above the radiator. I open the door as soon as I hear the two peals of four notes. It is 7.30, solar English winter time, and I go down to the cellar, the hotel basement, Toward the smell of tea, bacon and toast, I look at the crescent street where I am walking, one or two or three floors below the window of the high and narrow room. I look at the ceiling in the glimmering crescent of night in the room, in my vacant and vacuous night, for me alone the distant voice of Big Ben, once or twice or three, four times its four notes, descending only once. I walk through Marchmont and Herbrand streets, through Montague Place, isolated amid the English voices, low enough, anonymous enough, comprehensible only if I make an effort. I watch the city calmly give in to the dark, like a rural landscape with gentle distances, like the crescent street that I watch from my window as it plunges into the night. With London plunging into the dark, with night falling, there is less noise, and sounds merge one by one from the mass, as if combed out by the night. I sit down on a bench in Russell Square, in a pool of light between trees. Between the trees I see the sky, the source of light, 
The source of light is also the source of evening. The dark, already black, already pitch black in the mass of trees, in the bushes of Russell Square, the nearest leaves perfectly outlined, defined against it. I see the light, so feeble, so theatrical, so yellow as it fades, lingering in pockets on the crushed, still visible, fragrant grass. London. Limbo. An absolutely inessential supplement to life, to my life. Neither certainty, nor comfort, nor despair. Words overheard lying on my back, once or twice, or three, four times a year, I lie down with an empty head under the yellow lamp, under the high ceiling of the narrow room. I listen to one or the other, or the full four quasi-iambic four-note peals, the hour, the last hour of night, the wind rustling in the leaves of the trees lining the inner side of the crescent street, the sky ladling rain on the glass rectangle of the phone booth at the corner of Marchmont, over its green side phone cards, the last red booths are opposite Dylan's. The rainy night repeating, sorry, all lines are busy, sorry, all lines are busy. Because here I am surrounded by the other language, because the voices are softer, because the threshold of understanding is a bit higher, the lamps in the nightly street weaker, more yellow, because I have nothing to do, to think here, only to hang on to the hours separated by the same four notes, once, twice, three, four times the same four notes, deep in the quiet night, in London, where I come. In this hotel we come to, where I look at this photo taken from above, from an upper window, of me walking on the sidewalk of the Crescent Street, reading. Coda. Now I look out of the window. Now I go out in the street. Now I look out of the window. The street, a crescent of houses and trees, the sky, incompressible, takes a leap. Now I look out of the window. Now, the street, empty and gone. <laughs>